Welcome back to the Ill-Minded Podcast, everybody. And today we are hanging out with Cousin Ari. Yeah. So we were talking off air. Inflation's a bitch, eh? <laughs> Patent pending. Yeah, for sure. Like Trademark that's, pending. <laughs> that's becoming uh, one of my sayings. Because yeah. inflation is a bitch, people. Like I, I don't know if where you're at how bad it's gotten but i'm pretty sure like it's a worldwide thing at this point it's not just inflation in canada and in the u.s and i'm pretty sure every country in the world felt it it is COVID. it's a worldwide thing and the thing is because everybody relies on, on one type of market and that's the stock market you know mm-hmm. and uh actually and obviously in consumer debt right so go out and buy everybody. <laughs> no, actually, that's <laughs> what that's what it is. They're um, consumer debt. The, people are overspending, so they're they're getting into more debt, and that that's why the banks are raising interest, so people exactly. still spending less, and it cools down more, right? Well, here's the question: Is it that people are overspending, or is it that the inflation has caused things to go so high that the people are still? Sp- spending or buying the same things that they were buying before they're just spending more to get it with the shrinkflation right i i think it's both yeah yeah because no, for sure so here's the thing no Here, limit here's what i what i see one companies are making excuse about after the pandemic that you know due to supplies we have to you know it, you know mm-hmm. um prices have to rise even though you know, like I give you an example, a vegetable. You can grow a vegetable in your garden. It's gonna cost you maybe two dollars for a bunch of vegetables for a whole big garden. Um, yep. Farmers they had the technology to make tons of vegetable for little for to grow vegetable for little, but yeah, you have stores charging you like what bananas for like 90 cents uh a pound which used to be back in the day 49 cents or like um yep what i heard in the states that eggs were like eight dollars i'm like dude a chicken lays every other day two eggs (laughs) i mean if you're in the industry if you're a company you have hundreds of chickens you have so much eggs going on you know like okay i like that see we we were hitting on that too because Things we could, yeah, we're talking about inflation and and that things have gone up. You know, even the cost of eggs, the cost of milk, the cost of chicken breasts has gotten ridiculous, right? Like we're talking, it went from a jump from like 20 to 30 bucks to now 45 to 55 is what you're looking at for the same thing you were getting before. Yeah. So how, where's the value? Like, so is it easier to get? Because I think Surrey's got a law that you can have like three to five chickens. Yeah, you can have chicken cooked. But the problem with that, and I, I, because I thought about it, (laughs) it's that you have to make sure you have a chicken feeder. Uh, You have to make sure that your chickens are quite a bit taking care of the. Like you have to bring it to a vet to -hmm. make sure because they get flus as well, just like humans and stuff like that. So it's actually more expensive, right, for us. Well, that's um, the thing. Have it. Offsetting it, is it cheaper to have the chickens or is it cheaper to go pay those extra two to three bucks, right? And that's more than likely how people are thinking. It's like, okay, let 
I'm gonna have a chicken, so I'll get basically an egg a day. Let's put it that way, because every two days you get two eggs, right? Yeah. Or an egg. Every other day they lay two eggs. Okay. So an egg a day, pretty much. Exactly. So you get an egg a day from one chicken. So if you got three chickens, you're looking at three eggs a day, right? Yeah. But then what's the upkeep on the chickens? Now, would it be cheaper to just go buy the eggs? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure that's how everyone's thinking. Like a lot of people like me, I, I want to go hunting. I'd rather go hunt, get myself, you know, an elk, a moose, whatever it is that I'm going to hunt, have enough meat for about, what, a year? Actually, you get one. it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I have a friend and he, he owns a company. He makes good money, but he he hates how pricing is. And we <laughs> talked about going in and to buying a cow together because mm. a lot of people nice. now, they, they just go to a store. But you can actually go to a farm and buy it for cheaper. Like, you know, yeah. you have a piece of meat like, um, uh, what do you call it, tenderloin, whatever. It costs you 50 bucks for like, a small piece like the size of your hand. You can buy a quarter cow, and a quarter cow, to give you an idea, is about 300 pounds of meat, you know, for only 500 bucks. Is that like the leg where you can get the flank? And Yeah, you and get the, the flank, oh. you get tenderloids, you get a bunch of, um, what do you call those? Um, ah, shit, I forgot. Uh, where, you, where you make the meat patty. T-bones? Oh. oh, even T-bones. You get T-bones. Like, you get everything. For five hundred, so it comes down to basically you're 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 like saving thousands of dollars in the long run. Yeah. And then you just take it to a butcher. You let the butcher know, yo, cut no, me butcher this. No, butcher does this. it for you. And oh, that's they how do much it costs Like you. they give it to you already done. Yeah, like that's why you know, like okay. for me, offer, give me the address because <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely hit them up. Because bro, it, it is ridiculous. Like I've I've even thought about it because I know there is a cost to go hunting and everything, but it's also the experience, right? Uh, the shitty thing is there is no guarantee that you will actually get something, oh, yeah. right? There's no guarantee. Like I could go out there and sit out there for a week and, and come back with nothing. See, the thing is like people got to think about reliability. Like I'll give you an idea. Um, I'll give you what I'm doing. Uh, so I realized, you know what? Vegetables are freaking expensive. So it's fruit. So because I like doing gardening. I, I look at what can I grow that my family likes that would grow in a higher yield. So, you know, I, I buy those seeds, cost me like two ninety nine for a package of 100 seeds that oh, could nice. last me for years. Um, that itself, it's cost saving because like this summer I grow uh, uh, two zucchini plants. I we have zucchini all the time. Zucchini right now nice. is two ninety nine a zucchini. Yeah, two ninety nine. Yeah, a, a packet of seeds cost me two ninety nine, and mm. I had like five, six zucchinis all uh, all time. You nice. know, and so <clears throat> for me, I always look at what yields. Even even when it comes to meat, what makes more sense? You know, like if if you're a hunter, you also gotta count your time. Because time is money. Well, that's what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you want to spend five hours of your time and then come back with nothing? And then you're, two days later, yeah, you got something. But what's the cost on that, right? Yeah. So you got to find For sure. what can create the higher yield. And this is even with, it's almost like investment. Same, the same way. You got to find what has a higher yield that, that will benefit you. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Bringing it back to... It's a good tip. It is a good tip, the gardening. We will come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely will because we talked about some stuff off air about winter vegetables that, that I was interested in. So we can circle, circle back to that. Uh, but going back to the economics, seeing how they're, the companies are using shrinkflation and they're basically using the excuse of all this inflation during this time. We know this is bullshit. And why do we know this is bullshit? Because let's be real, companies are made to make money. Oh, yeah. So they got to a period where they were making X amount of money and they were loving it. And then after the pandemic, it went back down to regular numbers pre-pandemic. And now they lost all that excess that was coming in. They ain't happy about it. They're not I happy disagree. about that. You disagree with that? Okay. No, they're actually making more money. That's why right now, now? even the government now, they're, so you think they're, it's bullshit? they're asking, why is it like stores? They're making $5 billion more a year. Uh, I'm just estimating. I can't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. The, the right number, but it was a ridiculous amount of money they're making now. But yeah, they're saying, oh, it's inflation that making us do. We're actually not making that much. But really, when you look at their books. So each quarter it's going up. Yeah, they keep saying they're not making up. anything. They're more profitable than the last 10 years. I agree. And this is why I think the shrinkflation was a big part of it, right? Because it gave them an excuse to give you less or give you the same and charge a lot more for it. So a lot of families saw a big uptick oh, in yeah. in their like we're talking I know a lot of people that said their their groceries bill doubled and they were still buying the same stuff. And here's the thing that a lot of people know. Next time you go to a store, look at uh, a cereal box. You probably don't realize that the amount but back then, uh, I think a cereal box was five hundred grand, from what I remember. Um, and this is any product, five hundred grand of cereal. If you okay. look at now, you're gonna look at cereal is three hundred seventy-five. Yeah, but they make it. it they make the, the boxes box bigger, are big. yeah. So they make you think, oh yeah, you're getting a lot more, but people well, don't realize that's the shrinkflation, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. They, a lot of the packaging, what they did is they just made it less packaging. So what's actually happening? They're saving on that because they're less packaging yeah. now and then on top of that some of them were giving you the same amount other ones were giving you less yeah and it's like you're saying right it used to be 500 grams now it's at 375 400 in some of them you'll see yeah that's what they call that jumbo <laughs> yeah at this point i remember jumbo back in the day man that was like you go to superstore and they that jumbo bag was a jumbo bag. Yeah, it's bag. huge. It's almost like, two pounds, man. Yeah, like, it and, was huge. Yeah, and like now there's even, honestly, a lot of pack, and this is why I don't buy packaged food that often, yeah. um, because over time, people don't realize that companies are slowly creating, yeah, shrinking what they're giving you, what they're selling to you, but making this thing that's bigger by giving you bigger boxes and stuff like that, telling you it's more packed. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and you end up paying more. And, and you're right. You know, your your bill, like, man, when I go to a grocery store, you know, I buy a few things. I'm like, 100 bucks for this? 
why am I paying this much for a few fruits and vegetables? Yeah, no, for real. That doesn't make sense. I went to buy the ingredients for a soup the other day. Like literally like a zucchini, two carrots, a yam. Um, what else did I get? A couple of chips for the kids and stuff like that. We're talking, it wasn't that many items and it was 40 something bucks. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? This is mostly <laughs> vegetables. Like, what is going on here? So the veggies have gone up huge. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn. Like, Yeah, that's the thing. I feel bad for uh, families because I know a lot of families are struggling right now. Um, uh-huh. Where rent is super expensive and they can't afford to buy a house because, you know, interest rates are 7%. And then you got to figure out how to feed your kids. And you know, uh, grocers expenses. So, <clears throat> obviously, oh, interest rates are seven per- just on the house. Yeah. Let's not even talk about what credit cards are at right now, <laughs> yeah. or what other interest loans. And if you have a variable rate, I let me let me just say right now, my heart's out to you. If you have a variable and you've been getting hit with all these interest rates and upticks, and oh, yeah. I know you're you're probably paying at least double what you were originally paying for your mortgage at this point. I know. I get it. It fucking sucks. And this is what I mean. Like, a lot of people got screwed over in, in that sense. And, and you know, like you say, they're they're spending more, but it's not by choice. Yeah. It's because it's you have to, to survive at this point. And debt's going up because, of course, if you only had X amount before, and now you got to pay this much more, inflation lasts year normally around seven years well inflation last year alone went up eight percent now let's be real most companies cost of living increases 1.5 (laughs) percent on your wage let's be real ain't there's no company out there that's going to be giving you an eight percent increase on your wage just because you work there for a year not happening so 1.5 maybe you can you know be nice negotiate up to like a 2.5 Right. It's not enough, man. It's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, it is not. So what happens is you got to supplement. And the shitty thing is, I get it if it's just like a one person, you know, like you've got the family. There's two people there. One of them is working. The other one is not. Yeah. And you were just barely making it. And now you, you know, you're not. So the other one's got to go to work now, too, to supplement. Or what's happening is you've got no choice, but you're getting into lines of credits or credit cards and you're getting into debt in those. Now, better a line of credit than a credit card because your interest rate ain't as bad, but credit cards are at $25.99 right now. Damn. Or more <laughs> on the interest rate. So what what scares me is that I always talk about this financially, being financially knowledgeable. It's very important. When... I remember during the pandemic, people were buying stocks left and right. and Guilty. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, wanted to buy stuff. And I, I, was, I, was looking, I was looking at this. I'm like, this is interesting. I want to look at the history of um, at the last recession, like when it was really bad. Um, what was it called? The crash of 1940-something. Oh, yeah, remember. yeah, the 40s, the big, the, the yeah, Great Depression. The Great Depression. What I realized when I was learning about it and I dipped, I dig deep into it, 
it was basically history uh, repeating itself. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is what's happening right now. The same thing that happened back in the Great Depression is happening right now. They're doing it again. <laughs> so I started to figure out how to mitigate to make sure that I know all those people because during the Great Depression, you can be ahead or you could really suffer and be in tight budget. So one thing I did, I look at Canada Bank all the time, like what, what they were doing, the interest and I realized that the interest rate were dropping really quickly. And I'm like, if anything goes down, it's going to go up really high. And then when I realized that's why I told, you know, Lucy, my wife, <laughs> I'm like, we need to, um, we need to get our mortgage in fixed rate because mm-hmm. I can see this is going down so quick. It's going to go up really quickly. Luckily, Interesting. We decided to do a five-year uh, fixed mortgage. We renew. We we pay a penalty, but I don't care. Yeah, you're like fucking in the long run. Yeah, it was you know two point one percent, but luckily I do that because I could foresee that we was at the peak of when the depression was, uh, the recession was about to start, and we locked it five years because in when that you know the re- recession normally lasts a long time. Uh, normally up to seven years. Um, I figured by the fifth year, you know, that rates would drop a little bit more. Then I can take advantage. Maybe uh, go variable again. Yeah, might go variable, add equity to it, and buy another place. Yeah. But the thing is, a lot of people are, they they don't want to learn about finance. They don't understand it. They, you know, and, and they get into... Um, into a bad habit, let's say they want to buy stocks and, ah, you know, they're buying everything because everything's going up and they don't realize, oh, man, things are going to go sour. Yeah, if <laughs> everything's going up, something's <laughs> happening. Yeah, so... Unless there's a war and, and you decide to go get into the war stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. If you're part of the government and you knew something was going to happen <laughs> and all your government people start buying these stocks in war... Oh, yeah. Start buying some stocks... <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, you buy Lockheed, you know, they'll do make tons of money. But yeah. the thing is, now a lot of people have lost their houses because oh, they sure. put, they weren't, they weren't willing to learn, like they got greedy and they weren't willing to learn about what it takes to be an investor or how to diversify your portfolio that some people lost their houses. Some, For know. sure. I'll, I'll attest to this in the sense that um, I got lucky when I got in, right, a couple years ago. And I had the chance to take that variable mortgage and everyone's like, dude, do that. It's so low and this and that and da 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 da. And I was like, you know what? I didn't do it seeing it the way you did because you were already coming along and, and watching everything, right? I got it per chance, should I say, but more in the sense that I needed to know what my monthly was going to be always and have something constant, right? Yeah. So I would have rather paid a little more on a fixed one to know what it was that I had to be at constantly, right? Because I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, this month it's lower, so I don't got to pay as much. And then the next month it goes up and I got to pay more again. And it's like, no, I wanted to know exactly what it was going to be every month so I could budget myself. So I said, fuck it. And I went for the the non-variable. I went for the constant. So I lucked out. I didn't get hit. 
but I know a lot of people that decided, no, I want to go for the, because it's so low, I yeah. need to get, and they locked in for five years and then they've been suffering and a lot of people have had to sell. Yeah. Because they don't have any other choice. It's like you, you can't keep sustaining this. Like you're going into debt. Oh, to keep right this now place it's hard up, to right? sell. Like, like it's right now, a lot of people are not buying. I've seen houses. I've been looking at houses because I think, oh, what the price, what are the prices right now? And I've seen houses that normally, and I remember we sell within two weeks. There's houses out there that being there for 60 days, Ooh. 45 days. Like um, it's, it's not easy to sell right now. Like I know people who try to sell their place and they can't sell it because people are not really buying right now, except well, for investors, obviously. If, yeah, well, that's the thing, right? And if people can't even afford a rent, like if rent in a one bedroom, I know in my area, rent in a one bedroom is two grand a month. Wow, that's cheap. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's a one bedroom apartment, yeah. right? Like that's it. Um, studios are a little less, you know? Like, <laughs> But a one bedroom, that's what you're looking at. Two G's a month. Yes. Which crazy, is like man. it's wow. Like who can afford that? If you make a minimum, you can't afford that. That's what are you gonna eat? So yeah, okay, so you, you're renting a place, but now you gotta go hit the food bank. Yeah. Because you got no choice. You know what I mean? So it's it's there's a lot of people that are getting hit with all these issues and it's like it's not even by choice at this point. That's why if we circle back to the whole, like, you know, people are spending. Yeah, they're spending. But is it by choice? Right now, it's not by choice. And exactly. you know, a lot of people are suffering. But that's when you have to really figure out, how can I get out of this? Yeah, it's good. It's the adversity, right? Some people need to kick in the pants. Like, I see a lot of people out there that are chilling. That, that I don't see them stressed out and da 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 da. And then when you talk to them, it's because they got their they got good money management skills, right? Like, I don't need to worry if I get laid off or if I get fired. I, I've you know I've got yeah. this much saved up that I know that I can survive with and pay my mortgage for this long and blah 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 before I find something else. And or you know they've got savings that psh, I've been saving up for this trip for a while. If anything happens, I got you know 50, 60 G's sitting in a in an account just in case, right? Or I've got investments in the TFSA that I can pull out at any moment that I want, so on and so forth, right? So there's a lot of people that I see the people that seem to be most lax are the ones that seem to have some sort of financial management oh, yeah. and, and cushion behind them. And the ones that seem to be really freaking out, stressed and like cortisol levels mm -hmm. out the yin yang is everyone that's kind of month to month in it or, or paycheck to paycheck in it, right? Yeah, man, like I, there's a lot of people that are living paycheck to paycheck, but you know, like there's always a strategy how to get out. And you know, like, for example, I always, I always tell people like if, if they want to learn from the past to look at the Great Depression, look at how people save up during the Great Depression, where, 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 when, when you didn't have much and sure. learn from it and kind of, Put in your daily routine, figure a way out. Like there's so many ways. Money is still out there. You know, Check. there's a lot of money out there's there. There's a lot of money being printed every yeah. day. You just gotta yeah. find a way to get it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the, it's just how you gonna get it. Like you know, and like you know, we always talk about poor man's mentality, right? It's some people are like, well, you know, I have a job. I guess I get a second job. Like you don't have to get a second job. 
go freelance, go create something, make, you know, do crafts and sell them. Have exactly. a garden and sell your vegetables. Like there's tons of way of making money. It's really up to you how you want to do it. Get off the social media, stop scrolling, <laughs> yeah. and do something. Or I'm not saying that's bad. Yo, if you're gonna be on the social, well, become a creator, right? Like do something with it. You sit there and watch videos all day. You must have learned at least not necessarily like the technical ways of making videos, but you must have learned like, okay, this is how people do it. This is what yeah. they look like. Da, 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 and you can emulate that too and maybe try to get some side hustle going on, right? Like turn whatever you can yeah. into an income, right? And the problem is, it's the fear factor. People, you know, they, they get scared and they're not willing to proceed. You know what? The fear factor is always great, but it really depends on you, how you're willing to face it. You make know? or break, right? Yeah. It'll make or break you either. Yeah. I think uh, the Batman movie with Bane is a good reference on that, right? When he's trying to get out of the jail, out of the pit, and it's like you either take that rope off and you take that leap of faith, or you might just keep falling every time, right? Yeah. Because of that safety net. So like you say, the fear is a good thing sometimes it'll give oh you i that think push, it is right? you know and like i always say and like I, I remember i was telling you a couple of days ago it's like any successful person that say that they never fear of doing there's you know doing something successful they're lying because 99 percent of the people who fear and become successful is because they they fear but they faced it and they kept going you know like for sure fear is normal in humans and that's what keeps us surviving i mean for thousands of years you know yeah. imagine if we don't have fear our tigers will be eating at us <laughs> yeah, that's what i was gonna say <laughs> run away from the big cats <laughs> you know like obviously it's 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 innate it's inside us so it's we should not take as a negative thing we should take as a positive in fact when something negative that you think is negative happens you know you should find where the opportunity is. Like, for example, like a you know lost job opportunity mm -hmm. to create your own Something thing, or, new. or yeah. you know finding a new career. Um, you know your your work lays off a bunch of people. New opportunity for you to advance and become a manager. Like, there's there's mm -hmm. many ways in where there's when there's restructuring your life. There's always way to find opportunity. I agree, and it's looking at it that way too, right? It's funny because uh, it was a video. I don't know if it was Instagram, TikTok. I don't know. I got sent this video, and basically it was <clears throat> someone saying, oh, yeah, you know, um, talking to the universe or talking to God, however you want to look at it, being like, you know, I want to get, I want to make this much money. I want to this and that, and da 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 And then the universe responding, being like, uh... We gave you that. You just didn't see it. You know what I mean? Like, you said you wanted to make more money. We got you this opportunity to get these other jobs where you're going to be making more money and you turned them down. You know what I mean? So it doesn't necessarily always come in the way you want it to come, right? Yeah. But it was still the answer coming to you like, okay, you know, you might have thought or planned it in your mind like, I want it to be plan A. It's going to go like this, and then I go to this, and then I go to that. 
but that's not how it goes, right? Like you get given the opportunity that you need, not necessarily the one you want. And sometimes that whole, you know, two steps back to take one or one step back to take two steps forward thing is true, right? Like sometimes, um, like you were saying, loss of a job. I've had situations where I've lost a job and the loss of that job actually led me to a better job and a better position as opposed to staying where I was, where I probably would have just been stuck, right? Mm -hmm. Not grown even as a person. So it was what I needed at the time as opposed to what I wanted. And it still got me to that level that I wanted to go. So a lot of people don't seem to count their blessings when they're given. (laughs) And like you said, right, it's all about that mentality. Like you got to look at the positive. Oh, you lost a job? No, you didn't lose a job. You got an opportunity to reinvent yourself or maybe you were thinking of changing careers and now you got that opportunity to make that jump right go jump into that thing you wanted to do as opposed to what you were doing because what you were doing was holding you back and being more of a weight around you to keep you from moving and growing right yeah and i mean there's a lot of distractions out there and you know i always i always say forget what you cannot control out there you know mm-hmm. prices are up government is doing this uh company is treating you like like shit <laughs> there's wars going on yeah, outside like, no man is like, safe from you know like you gotta take care of yourself and your well if you have family family whoever is close to you figure out your way and, and you know figure a way that you yourself can grow for better opportunities for sure and something that works for you right that's something that people don't talk about is um the fact that there is many ways to get to the final destination and you're a good example of that well for example that you know the old saying like whatever two plus two is four right well sure but so is one plus three yeah so is zero plus four so is 12 divided by three so is and you know so on and so forth so it's like you can't just look at it like that right like oh yeah this is the only way to get to it. it's like no there's many ways to get to it and i think that's a big problem that we've had in society in general that for so long we've been pounded into our heads that there's only one way to get to it you can only do it this way you got to go to school you got to go to college you got to go to university you got to go get a master's you got to go get that phd and then after your two hundred thousand dollars in debt you go get that $20 an hour paying job yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and pay that debt off. You know what I mean? And nowadays we're living in a time where it's like that eight-year-old freaking kid on YouTube just made a million dollars last year. And I'm busting my ass for a $40,000 job. That's why you dress as a clown. Can... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is, and I get yeah. why people think like that, right? Like I get it. Like what the fuck? Like. So I think it's becoming more reality in people's minds now that it's like, oh, shit, there is other ways to make money. Like, you don't just have to go to school and get that nine to five and, you know, work for another company like, hey, maybe I can make my own company or maybe I can do something else that'll make me money. And and I don't got to actually go that route. Right. Yeah. People are seeing it more and more and you're seeing more people do it. Yeah. If you look at history, um. In history, when, when, you know, let, let's talk about economy, how it used to work. Back in the day, 
yeah, let's say the Romans had a government, but you don't have a company hiring people to work for, for like, their, that company is not hiring people. What it used to be back then, whatever craft you had, you, you yourself, your as, business. you make your own business and you work. And that's what everybody did. It wasn't into, you know, probably a few hundred years ago where people had that change into that mentality where like you should you should just work for a company and be loyal to it and you'll retire and you'll be good but no that's the wrong way of thinking they'll treat you well they'll give yeah. you benefits <laughs> if you, you get benefits it's a benefit to work for you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's like uh, yeah as a sole proprietor or a business owner i can get benefits too <laughs> like, and that's <laughs> the thing we have we are taught to find a safe job which there's no such thing and to work there mm -hmm. for the rest of your life yeah the drone slave mentality right <clears throat> slavery is not necessarily physical anymore it starts in the mind so we kind of have enslaved ourselves due to our mentality and we know this now like with psychology and all the new psychology coming out about trauma and past trauma and how it works and so on and so forth we're actually getting to know the fact that like, yeah, it's ourselves doing it to ourselves. And that's why I say it's so amazing to see how now people are kind of breaking out of that mold and, and starting to realize like, yo, I can do so much to yeah. be able to to attain that wealth that I'm looking for. Right. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I think and what's important is, um, and again, distraction is a main reason why a lot of people don't make it where they make it well you said rome right Colosseum. yeah <laughs> that's that's basically what social media is right to a certain extent now it's all about the perception like you said right well i can either view social media as a coliseum and all it is is craziness and go on youtube and see all these crazy videos of stuff mm -hmm. like that or you can use it as a tool to actually do what you want to do to move forward right some people use it for marketing other people use it to learn like yeah. you said trades right some people want to get crafty and and do their own business at home making cakes or making whatever right and they just learn off of youtube yeah hey oh yeah shoot that's a crazy technique i'm gonna implement that now in my thing or so on and so forth right and i mean Innovation. that's you know social media is not necessarily a bad thing it's how you use it and you're right like for example i'll give you an example uh Obviously, yeah, I do gardening now. I learn everything on YouTube. Nice. You know, that's and, a good way to do and, it. And, oh, well, of course, I write books and stuff, you know, and, but, you know, it's how you use it. You know, if you use it wrong, use it for entertainment just to numb your mind for two, three hours a day, you're basically becoming like a donkey. <laughs> for sure, which, don't get me wrong, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, it, it all depends on a person. If you work on, like, a nuclear sub for the army or some shit, <laughs> and you just want to go home and drone out, I get it. You well, yeah, know well, it I mean? makes like, sense. <laughs> like, we're working hard, and then you want to, yeah, I, I get that. But if you're for the sure. kind of person who's, like, you know, you're you not doing shit. Work and you're not doing anything but watching social media for hours, you're not learning anything, you're not motivating yourself, you're mm -hmm. not changing something on, on yourself, then, yeah, that that might be an issue you're just getting that dopamine hit and that's yeah. that's it right no for sure and that's what i mean like 
uh, we've spoken about this on the pod before with uh, other guests as well with San, and it, everything's a tool, right? It, it's all about how you use it. Like um, you can use anything, you use a hammer and bash someone over the head and kill them, or, or build a house. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like <laughs> you can. It all really depends on how you use it. So I view the internet, AI, all this technology, all these social media, dating apps, and all like literally all the crazy stuff that's coming out and being invented now. Like mm-hmm. it's amazing to see the innovation. But at the same time, as humans, we gotta filter out and weed out what's not good for us, what we don't want. And I can't say that what's not good for me isn't good for the next person necessarily right everyone's different yeah but for the most part as a society we can agree that there are certain addictions addictive qualities and that a lot of these things with now how we know about neurobiology and more neurochemicals and how more things work in our bodies um we're starting to realize how addiction isn't a just one thing right like you can be addicted to many things and social media and clicking and scrolling is now considered one of those things right that it plays the same part in your brain as what other drugs do and so on and so forth and it's a whole thing if you want to get into it go to youtube (laughs) (laughs) i'm just playing i'm just playing but for real, like if you want to go deeper into the rabbit hole, there is YouTube. There's a whole bunch of, you know, re- so much, man. Like there's so much reading out there that you can do on it of actual scientific um, yeah. research reports and everything that's out there now. Oh, right? Technology the addiction is, is, is a real thing. and But unfortunately, uh, it's for us, uh, because it's so new, a lot of people think it's the norm to have that addiction today it's okay to have it well if you've seen even the the new ninja turtles movie like it's it's put on there like they changed the story spoiler alert everybody if, if you're not down to hear about I, it. I seen it already so <laughs> you know what i mean like they didn't learn because splinter learned from his master and he had already known all this oh, they, were watching TV, yeah. they learned from youtube yeah right which is such a new age thing. Like, that's not a lie. A lot of, we even just mentioned it. Like, you're doing your gardening, you're learning tips and tricks from YouTube. A lot of people do. Even with, um, with everything, with technology, right? You buy a new piece of software or video games. How many people out there with video games go online and look for, you know, tips and tricks? Like, oh, I can't pass this boss. Like, yeah. how do I pass this boss? <laughs> you know, and they go and read or they look up videos on how to do it. It's ju- it has become the norm. It's it's like the new encyclopedia, right? But you know, I know that I'm putting social media as an evil thing, but it's not. Well, no, not it's at all. not an evil it's a thing tool. either. It's a it's a tool. Also, it's a great tool because, you know, like we're used to watching the news, and the news is biased. Also, gives us gives us an unbiased view of what's going on around the world. You know, so like, <clears throat> give an example of war, you know, like there's a bias. I, I, I'm not taking any sides. I'm no against Israel or, or, you know, the Palestinian. I'm just oh, saying. You had to go there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's use the, the war that's on the news right now as an example. I'm just saying, you know, there's <laughs> one more sided because on the West, it's more there. The West prefers to be a partner with that side that the news which would glorify that part as they're good people For you sure. know 
but I'm not saying that they're bad either. I'm just saying that certain things have been done there is wrong. But one thing I like about social media is the fact that everything's recorded. So it, that can be called out anytime when a news is biased somebody can call exactly. it out in real time it weeds out the fake news right yeah. and that that's what we've been seeing like with things like twitter it's funny because you know canada's law about um you know no news on on social media now and all that kind of stuff but when you check places like twitter sure our news isn't being put on there but everything else is so everything's getting fact checked people are seeing like so many things have come out that that has been propaganda and it's now known that it was propaganda and it's like oh yeah they said these people did it but no they didn't we know the truth is that these people did it and we know because of like you said everything's online everyone's recording everything yeah so everyone's got a video at some point or something and caught somebody doing something and that's where we're at and so because of that a lot of fake news and fake stuff that's been made up and propaganda has been getting weeded out yeah so it's amazing to see that that's a great thing no joke on that but like you say there is too much bias like for example with the nicaragua situation you don't hear that in the news out in canada nobody gives a fuck about nicaragua <laughs> like no reporters there's no money in that right there's no clicks yeah. there's no nothing coming off of that so you don't hear it even when it was popping off in 2018 i think i saw like on west coast news in canada like one thing about it but they said on the east coast they were reporting it more so like places like Toronto and stuff had more reportings on that than yeah. we did here on the West Coast. Well, journalism is pretty much dead, you know, because like nowadays mm. companies they want click they statements. Can... <laughs> that's... But that's the truth. <laughs> like, you know, like let's say for example, there's an <clears throat> there's an accident, you know, and somebody got hurt, you know, don't the media the first thing they'll they'll look it's okay how many clicks can I get out of this if I say this person yeah. died tragically? <clears throat> Unfortunately, yeah. clickbait, right? <clears throat> you know, and instead of reporting, and, and I understand because, yes, humans, we tend to read the negative things first before positive, which is something that needs to be changed. But there's a point where you need to be um, uh, accountable for, for sure. what you're doing you know clickbaiting because you want numbers you want to make money is the wrong thing because that can affect tons of people across the countries and the world they could it could put in a, a you know some kind of verse um or um some kind of traumatized like it could traumatize people in a, in the wrong way you know especially with war and stuff like that yeah, no, it, and it's happened. We saw a frenzy, uh, what was it, the 40s or 60s or something. What time there was still just radio, and then they, they broadcast the War of the Worlds, right? Because they would do shows. Oh, yeah, on, and then people freaked out yeah. thinking that it was real, what was going on, right? Like, it, it is simple to just freak yeah. out a lot of people, like you say, right? And that clickbait, yeah, there is no accountability. A lot of these liability waivers and stuff that... that you know, are right there embedded in the, you know, when you click, oh, yeah, you got to accept cookies and stuff like that, that it's like you click at your own risk at this point, right? And that's yeah. what I was saying earlier. We as humans, we've got to filter out and be able to use enough reasoning and logic to be like, oh, this sounds weird. Like, instead of just reading the headline being like, oh, that's true. I got to tell everybody now, <laughs> which is what, what happens a lot. Like, even people like Joe Rogan have admitted it 
on their podcast and said like yeah you know i'm guilty of it too like sometimes i just read the headline and it's like oh shit that's crazy yeah and then you start talking with your friends like yo is it true and then somebody fucking finally googles it and checks it like, now it's all bullshit it's like oh okay yeah you know what i mean but the clickbait got you right and like you said who's accountable so nobody's accountable. Nobody. even even the person that wrote it like it's just the clicks it's all about ad revenue yeah and once that's done it's 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 done right nobody cares yeah that's why it's always good to question everything well, we we know about all these troll farms going on all over the place, and <laughs> all these other countries, and it's already come out that like you know all these top Christian sites and stuff. The majority of them are run by troll farms, and all these other places, dating sites and stuff like that. That it's like okay, like oh, that's why you gotta be weary, people. You gotta try to double check your stuff, do your diligence for yourself. Right? Yeah, it's be accountable. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the thing. Like, and the, it's scary if you're a parent because now, mm. how do you teach your kid mm-hmm. to to be to understand that difference? Because even yourself, you could easily be fooled. You stop showing them YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I hate to say it, like it's it, it is like you say it's even hard to know because the technology's gotten to a point where it's like, damn, yeah, like is that real or is that fake? Like, a big purple alien just walked out of a freaking Cadillac. Like, is that real or is that fake? Like, it's so well made that you're like, damn, that, yeah. that could be real, right? Like, you don't even know now. You can deep fake any, you know, big political person. You can deep fake any celebrity at this point. Even the writing, right? The way people are writing. Um, sorry, the with recordings. That, you know, if you've been on a podcast long enough... Or if you've said a certain amount of words, like that's all you really need to take somebody and sound like them. Maybe use AI or something and and just fake something. You could use AI for anything. It's so easy now. So that's a freaky thing that it's like, are we seeing something real or fake now, right? Well, I'll give you an example here. I don't know if you heard about the Nazca aliens. Yeah, so the Nazca lines. What about? No, no, aliens. So uh, 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 there was. Aliens. uh, So there was this. He calls himself a scientist, and in Mexico, in in the middle of Congress, Mexico Congress, he brought this so-called. Where are aliens. you talking about the Mexican alien, like the video yeah, that came yeah. out and all that stuff, and that they found it, that it was mummified in Nazca. And yeah, that's why. so so basically, okay, this yeah, yeah. Uh, they um, they brought it from Peru apparently to Mexico, and they say it's real. They did uh, radio, um, CT scans, a bunch of X-ray, blah blah blah. But here's the problem. And people believe this. But the problem was they did not want to share that with the scientific community. Well, of course not, because then you know, it could be corroborated. So even NASA was like, okay, well, if you th- if it's real, why don't you send us some sample? Yeah. You know, and, and and things like that. And like that, that actually made people believe that, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I believe there is higher intelligent out there but i think they're too smart to know that they don't want to you know come here for us <laughs> too smart like, to fuck around yeah, with us like they just they, don't want us to blow up they the probably see us like <laughs> like apes you know like how for we sure. see chimpanzees you know like but um and they're probably observing us yeah possibly mm-hmm. observing us like how we observe animals you exactly. know and disturb their habitat but um but things like that it's gotten to the point where people can go so extreme to make it so realistic that other people will believe it 
Oh, for sure. Well, there was other projects back in the day, like Project Bluebeam, which was a military project that was supposed to... Basically, they were going to like shoot directly to us. I don't know if... It was said that it was going to be a hologram in, in the sky and to each, you know, region of the world, whatever they believed in, that's what they were going to see. So it was going to be shot specifically to each person. Like, so if you believe in Jesus, what you were going to see was Jesus talking. If you believe in Krishna, you're going to see Krishna. If you believe in, you know, um, Allah, more than likely it was going to be Allah or Muhammad or whatever that they were going to program so you could see it. Right. So. We can pro if this was something that was proposed so long ago. So this is shit that I heard when I was like twenty years ago. So now imagine what we actually have got. Oh yeah, and yeah. and how they can actually manipulate us, and how we can be manipulated, and how easy it is. You know what I mean? Like, if we're talking about deepfakes, we can fake basically anything at this point. Like they could probably fake an invasion. And oh, yeah. make us all believe that now we got to go to war with aliens. And there ain't no aliens. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, at this point, we, our technology has gotten so crazy that... That's the thing, right? Like, that's why you... It's always good to question everything now. Like, now, yeah. uh, when I see videos, even video, back in the day, like, 30 years ago, I see a video, I'm like, oh, yeah. Not that was real. Now... I, if somebody tells me, yeah, it's real, even there's proof, I have to see it myself. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I, I'm still skeptical, yeah, man. Yeah, like, you, you can't, you can't really, honestly, it's it's so hard to tell. Like, it, it got to the point where you can't really trust anything anymore. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like, show me the proof. Where is it? Oh, you got a dead body? Let <laughs> yeah. me see the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's see. You know, it, it's crazy. Like, all that the fakes that you can do and, like, that the changes of voices like um that's why when it comes to social media i basically when i look at uh one let's say one video um that seems real i literally look at different sources yeah like, including the op opposing source just to get an idea and that's how i had to draw my conclusion mm -hmm. you know because every side is biased and then once you see all different sides and I understand it uh, from different various points, then that's when you can actually make a conclusion. And sometimes it may not even be the right co conclusion, you know, yeah. <laughs> but at least you try. <laughs> no, that's true. And, and that's the thing, right? It's all about being able to hear other opinions and, and not be like your opinion is just your opinion, right? It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean what's going on. I could go outside and be like, yo, man, the sky's red. Yeah. that's my opinion if i'm colorblind and that's what i'm seeing like you don't know <laughs> you know what i mean it, it could just be my opinion right people are gonna be like no nah, bro it's blue what's wrong with you you yeah. know like what 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 are you seeing <laughs> how high are you you know like things like that but it's like no an opinion is an opinion as long as you're not um basing your life on it let's say like okay someone else comes and like no nah, bro it's blue like come take a look right you go outside you look oh shit it is blue okay it's yeah. blue you know what? But there's a lot of people that hard headedness they won't do that, right? Yeah, that's why these are all distractions, and that's where you had to learn how how to weed out the distraction and concentrate on yourself. I agree. Self care is a big, big thing, 
And it's funny because it's something that comes up a lot now, right? Like you even see that on social media and everything. Like take care of yourself, self-care, you know, be healthy, work out, take your vitamins. That might be your algorithm. It could be, man. (laughs) Some people's algorithm be like, you know, videos of people hurting each other. Yeah, no, it's true. It could just be my my algorithm. No joke because I'm all in that fitness and all in that positivity thing. Like you said, it's all about your mindset, right? So I try to do that, try to take that negative and turn it into a positive right add that line just to yeah i agree and uh it's funny talking about algorithms because um i realize uh you know i have uh, like i just i know how youtube works and stuff like that and i decide okay you know what I, i'm gonna change my algorithm so i quickly put videos of, of other stuff of other stuff that I really enjoy when I learn, you know, so it changes the algorithm and then you get what you actually want. True. Instead of this, you know, like brainless stuff that you you watch half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. That's that's part of mindset, right? Like um, when I decided to get back into fitness and working out again and, and try to be as healthy as I could, that was one of the first things I did is, is just start online looking for videos, looking for trainers. And dudes that would inspire me and, and teach me things that I needed to do to actually get better, right? Because when I first started running again, I'd fucking run half a block and I was wheezing already. You know what I mean? Now, I'm doing, me. now I'm doing about <laughs> 5K a day, right? Which is, I still want to do more. Like, I want to get even better still. And it takes time. It takes perseverance. You got to keep doing it. But eventually you do. So I use that as a jump off to like motivate me, right? Because a lot of these coach guys and, you know, fitness trainers and stuff, they're all motivators. A big one that helped me was too was Goggins. David Goggins was a big one. Like, yo, fucking you fight that inner bitch and you take over. And basically, without knowing, he's basically talking about rewiring your brain mm-hmm. and making new connections in your brain to actually get you to be doing the things you're doing. So I don't know if he actually knew that with, you know, all the stuff he talks about and everything, but you can see it on a more scientific level, everything he talks about. So he was a big one. And then I got dudes like Broly Gaines who are, you know, trainers and they teach you how to how to get big and how to bodybuild naturally and eating natural things because he's uh, I believe he's vegan. So it's all natural, like eat these, like, you know, eat your yams, eat, eat these potatoes, eat this stuff because complex carbohydrates and it's better for you and so on and so forth and so on so like we said i went learning through youtube through and instagram and all these other places with all these other guys better ways that suited me into getting to where i wanted to be right and now i'm doing you know i've been doing this for a while over a year now and i've gotten to a higher level and each time i'm looking to better myself so every time i run i'm trying to better my time i'm trying to be able to run farther be able to run faster be able to you know, just always pushing myself to do something new. Yeah, as that's the thing, right? Like if you, uh, so let me ask you, see, like I can, and, and I, because I know you obviously all your life, <laughs> I can see how you're, you have been rewired. Think about now, that difference between now and before. Huge. What, what do you think, what, make you motivated like what uh make you realize okay i need to change the way i think well i gotta say the first initial big rewiring was my kids so when my daughter was born 
that was the first big rewiring of like, okay, time to stop being a silly kid, you know, time to really grow up, time to fucking put your feet on the floor. And then after that, I'd say after a good mushroom trip, <laughs> um, he's was, talking about Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shiitakes, shiitakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, after that, the the other big one was actually um, I I hit my heaviest that I had ever been in my life, and I was looking at myself and I could have recognized myself. I was like, holy shit! Like, who is this guy? Because I was so big. I had hit 240. So for someone that's 5'5", that's big. I was looking like a ball. And so I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I gotta gotta get back. Like, I went from being a fighter to that. So I was like, no, I can't. This is fucked up, right? Like, I can't do this. So I started trying to go back to my martial arts self, right? Like, okay, you gotta train, discipline, you know, do this, do that. And I started waking myself up early to try to do something okay go for a run go do this go do that do abs do push-ups and i started just at home doing that push-ups and abs and then i started challenging myself to doing a hundred push-ups a day right so i'd do it for for a month for this for that and now i'm at the point that it's like 100 push-ups or 100 sit-ups that that's not shit that doesn't do like i feel like i've done nothing if mm-hmm. i only do 100 you know what I mean? After all this time of training. But when I started, I could barely do 10. You I'm know, sorry, yeah. so it, it was that first initial that I had to look at myself and kind of hit rock bottom, but look at myself for real instead of being like, no, I'm just gaining. I'm getting bigger. And da, 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 da. it was like, no, no, you're a fat ass. Like, no, you got to change. And so I think that was the initial kick in the pants that actually got me. Like, nope, you got to do something. You're healthy. You got kids. You got to survive as long as you can for them. Yeah. So. I think that's very yeah. important. And, you know, honestly, like, even for myself, when I have my kids, you know, I realize I want to provide for them as much as I can without them struggling. And a lot of people, yeah, we all have to hit rock bottom at one point of our life to make that change. For but sure. then after that, um, only a few of us are lucky enough to break that cycle of going back to the same old routine. Yeah. But which you, you broke the cycle, which is good. You know, you, you're changing, you're, you're optimizing your life by, uh, you know, doing different, uh, attaining different goals and achieving those goals, which is great. You know, and a lot of people forget that when you hit rock bottom, and you decide, okay, I'm going to change. And I know the first phase of your life, first phase of that change is the hardest. Mm-hmm. You got to keep going, even if it gets hard. For sure. You know? Yeah, and, and that's what happens, right? It does get hard. Like, y- you're going to get to a point, like, I didn't like getting up at 5 in the morning to go fucking run. I'm going to be honest. Like, I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? Especially when it's something like exercise and you're trying to reshape your body. You don't see it. It's something that the reward is in the long run, right? Yeah. It's not that I'm going to run today and I've already lost 10 pounds and fuck, yeah, it's good to go. No, it's I got to be running for a month and maybe I'll lose those 10 pounds. You know what I mean? Like you see it in the long run. So I think part of it as well was the keep on doing it 
and not looking for the short-term reward mm -hmm. seeing it for the long term that it is that it was like okay i'm here right now but in a year i plan to be here so it wasn't like in two weeks or in a month it's like no in a year i plan to be here so it was a longer term goal i think that made a big difference in teaching me patience as well because i made myself get up so i got up and even if i didn't want to even if it was raining even if there was no excuses in the snow i was going and running in the snow it was like fuck it it is what it is no excuses yeah simple as that so i think what happened was the rewiring that really took place was instead of looking for excuses not to i started looking for reasons to right so instead of being like um fuck it's cold outside i'm not gonna it's like fuck this the cold ain't shit it's got nothing on me mm. i'm like i can beat this bitch like let's go you know trying to change that around and that even started changing my perspective like uh with everything most people wake up it's like oh i gotta do this i gotta do that it's like i don't see it like that anymore i see it more as like shit i woke up today so now i got the opportunity to go do this like i got the opportunity to make my kids lunch make sure they're eating good healthy i've got the opportunity to go to work and provide for them you know what i mean mm -hmm. so seeing the things as the opportunity they are to take advantage of the time that i have here as opposed to being like oh shit i gotta do this now yeah. and see what you um what you don't you don't notice what you're doing it's called visual you're visualizing and, and it's one thing that i i, I always i i do actually myself before the next day um before i go to sleep i visualize what my next day will be oh nice you no know, there are people think that goals are about oh you know i gotta make money i gotta make this but no goals are you should have daily goals even if it's simple as making a meal for your kids you know yeah daily goals because that would change that would rewire your brain it would change the way you think and your day would go easier because you already visualized what you're going to do the next day. And when you know something goes sideways, you know right away how to handle that. Mm -hmm. And that's what it takes. Um, I, I always tell people, you know, like I have goals all the time. I have like daily goals. I have <laughs> uh, monthly goals, yearly goals. But, you know, and that's, that's the best way to rewire yourself. I agree. It's starting small, right? Like I do have my daily goals. It's funny because my daughter's picking up on that now that she reads and writes and everything because she sees that I've got a daily. So I've got a couple sheets on my wall for when I wake up and I, and you know, I go to the bathroom or whatever on the wall in front. I've got a sheet stating my short term goals, right? So my three month goals and then I've got a sheet stating my yearly goals and then I've got a sheet stating my daily goals. So anything I got to do, so it's like uh, I'm doing a digital marketing campaign for a friend. So um, I'm creating some some images and some stuff, stuff like that. I'm working on a strategy. So on my daily sheet, I've got every day that I work, you know, um, 20 to 30 minutes on creation of, of, you know, of her, of images. And then that I work on 20 to 30 minutes on videos. And then 20 to 30 minutes on the strategy, 
You know what I mean? Like I list that as my daily goals, my daily to-do list. Exercise, my running, I have that as the first thing on my list. So every morning I wake up and I go for my run, right? That's my first thing. And then I do exercise after, um, you know, like I was saying, the push-ups, sit-ups and all that. I either do that throughout the day or I'll do that later at night. You know, so I have it actually on my daily routine as to what I'm going to be doing. So I always try to throw that in there. And even my daughter's been doing that now. So she made her own. Of, she wakes up. Oh, that's awesome. She's got to get dressed. She's got to make her bed. She's got to eat her breakfast and then brush her teeth and then grab her stuff to be able to go. She's got that all written down. So now she's getting into the habit of doing it. So I'm glad I'm passing that down because it's organizing her and making her a little more disciplined in that sense. And it, that fact that she's looking at that every day, I think that's kind of what we got back to with the programming, right? Like that's programming that into your brain. Mm -hmm. You're not just doing it, you're seeing it. And then when you're seeing it, that's the reminder. You can picture that in your mind. And, you know, whether you're at work and it's almost time to get off, you can mentally go through your checklist because you even literally saw that earlier. And you're like, oh, yeah, I got to do this. I forgot about this today. Or I might not have time to do this today or whatever. I'll move that to tomorrow, right? So organization is definitely like, I think with what we were talking about, when, when you rewire your brain, you kind of... Um, organize your brain to a certain extent kind of like organizing your place right and they go in hand in hand like i've also noticed that with my discipline and with doing this and waking up and doing my routine every morning like the room is clean all the time more organized more everything the house as well and it's it's just it's kind of spilled over into all aspects of life and that's what I like about it. It's the fact that it's it's actually, you know, once you get that discipline in, it starts, you did it in, in working out, you did it in your eating and your health nutrition. Now it's spilling over into your, you know, your cleaning habits at home and then it's spilling into your work and now you're getting more productive at work and so yeah, on and so forth, right? Habit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. I, I agree with that. And uh, I, I think... If you ask people right now, if they had a daily goal every day, if they make one, I would say 90% of people don't, you know, and that, I think that's something good to have um, because, yeah, it becomes a habit like you're saying. I agree. And the goals is kind of what keeps you going. Like uh, grandpa's 98 now and even after retiring, he was still working and, and you could see it in him because he wasn't the type to sit around and do like <laughs> retirement is definitely what's what's brought him downhill right because as an active person just sitting around and not doing anything that that'll kill you if you're an active person right you start looking for things to do and there's always something to fix in the house or there's always something so you could uh, you could see that in him right now that he's 98 of course he's slowed down <laughs> a bit but you know that he was kind of an inspiration from young because i did get to see that and it always kind of like wow like you know he was 70 something still putting up christmas lights in the thousands getting put on newspapers and stuff about it and stuff like that and it's like that's an inspiration because it's like damn you know at, at that age still doing things like that that shows you that he's got 
still ambitions and and goals that his mind was probably still that 20 year old trying to figure out how to make a business and how to get a career going and all that right yeah and i and i think and that's one thing like uh, another uh thing that i would like to bring up is uh you want to be surrounded by people who are um mind like they're they have the same mentality as you do Mm-hmm. Because, uh, or actually, people who are even higher than what than with a more of a higher achiever than you, because when you see them, they're achieving a lot more than you. It pushes you to yeah. be a higher achiever. Not just that, you get to learn too, right? Because yeah. if if your buddy, you know, if you're trying to do a business and your buddy's already done it and he's in ten years you just like, damn, that's dope, right? Like, he could do it. I could definitely do it. So it gives you that ambition to keep going. But then you've also got somebody you can pick their brain. It's yeah. like, yo, I'm thinking of doing like this in my business. Like, what what do you think? Have you ever tried it in yours? Like, did it work? And, you know, you've got somebody that you can bounce off of. So that will help you grow and make you better. Not just give you the ambition and the drive to do it, but they can also help you out with giving advice and stuff and, yeah. and actually help you grow, right? Yeah, I agree. And that's that's what and I think is very important. And that's how you um, you become better and then you can pass on the light to the next person who who's looking to be up there with you. To do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Keeping your circle not necessarily small, but quality over quantity, right? Yeah. I think... As we get older, we start realizing that. Like when, <laughs> when you're younger, you're like, "Shit, I know thousands of people, right? Like oh, I got friends, I know everybody." And as you start getting older, you're like, "Okay, I know all these people, but these dudes and these girls, they ain't that good for me. So yeah. I'm gonna try to like move over here. I'll move in these circles instead, right?" And you start kind of getting to a place where, not necessarily where you want to be, but you start. I guess it depends on the person, but you start looking towards like, oh these people are where I want to be. Yeah. I want to hang with them. Yeah. You know? And, and that's a good, uh, good stage of your life to be. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Anytime that your friends are bettering themselves, you're going to better yourself too, right? Because you, you're not just going to sit back and be like, yeah, they all are getting better. They all doing these things and I'm just chilling. <laughs> like you can't, right? It's, it's hard to do that. You start looking kind of dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. If you ain't moving to the, to the level they're moving at, you're going to be left behind, right? Yep. For sure. So that, that definitely helps with the drive. But I agree, you know, connecting with people that are on the same interest, same wavelength and same frequency as you not necessarily making the same money but i just mean like same frequency you guys can talk about the same stuff mm-hmm. you got the same kind of interests and they may be on what you consider a higher level than you or on the same level that's always a good way to go because yeah. you can actually get you know that that constant friendship and and help you need to grow as opposed to like the party and bullshit right <laughs> which is what everybody usually falls into don't get me wrong party and bullshit is fun too yeah it can you be you on know it. just, time and place right yeah. for everything there is a time and place but yeah i think uh yeah i always you know for me i i can be picky who i hang out with and uh a lot of times you know certain people i'm like you know if i feel they're just gonna bring me down on my goals and 
who the person who I am, it's just a waste of my time. Well, exactly. Yeah. You, you start realizing more. It's not necessarily time is money, but time is. You can't get it back. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> for real yeah. You can't get it back, right? You just wasted five minutes of my time telling me a story I didn't even want to hear. Like, that was five minutes of my life. I oh, can't get back. Man. Right? Like, yeah, no, I get it. Things you can do way better. You know, you could do better things with that five minutes of your time you wasted. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I hear I you. I could have been doing something that made me money. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> they should have paid me to listen yeah. to that story, you know? <laughs> right? Like, Fifty bucks on five <laughs> minutes of your time of my time, you know? Yeah. Exactly. No, it, I get it. it. It is true. Surround yourself. You know, it's like what they say, right? Um, basically, you become what you're surrounded with, right? They always talk about how whatever your environment is. So if you're hanging out with people that are not going where you want to go, more than likely you're not going to reach that place, right? You, you got to start looking for people of like-minded, yeah. like you were saying. And if you can't find any fucking lone wolf it <laughs> until you do, right? That's like there's, there's no other choice really. Um, and I know that's scary for a lot of people because being on their own, you know, or being that odd man out is never fun. But the truth is, if you grind, you stick to your craft and you just keep developing yourself. Yeah. At some point, like they say, you're going to become undeniable. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 60 and you still, you know, if you if you decide you're 60 and you decide, oh, OK, you know what? I want to do my own business. Go for it. Yeah. You're never too old to learn to do new things, you know. The only thing that keeps you, that holds you off is your mind. Exactly. You, know? you are your own worst enemy yeah. and your only barrier, Yeah. to be honest. That is very true. Honestly, I like that. I think we should end it on that too. Because <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. There it's you go. true. Don't, don't hold yourself back. Don't let that old programming from when you were a kid or from wherever people telling you you're not good enough or you're not worthy enough. No, you are. You definitely you are worthy of everything, of love, of everything you want to get. So you just got to go out and get it, though. You got to figure yeah. out a way to get it. Keep trying. You know, it's okay to fail. Just keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And you'll get there. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, everybody, I do thank you guys for listening. Have yourself a great rest of the week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Ill-Minded Podcast. Peace.